my turn to wish you were lying here. I didn't dream you when I'm not sleeping. Is it my turn? Welcome back to Baldo Live right here on 1049 The Horn. Oh, I remember this scene too. Oh, man, everybody's been excited about this one. Oh, yeah. They were hitting Patrick up. They were like, man, play some PM Dawn. Play some PM Dawn. <laughs> yes, it is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick, the idealionaire, uh, who's working very hard for us, he takes songs from a soundtrack that inspired him, and based on the selections that are played, Hart and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And thanks to Patrick now, I'm going to have to go home and watch Boomerang. I can tell you how many times, Patrick, because of his midweek movie, Movie music selections. I end up watching that movie <laughs> yeah. that week or that yep. weekend. I have Boomerang on my DVR right now. I sound like an old man even you saying do. I have DVR. You do saying that you got your DVR <laughs> right there. I have. I still. I have still have a DVR. I, I got the DVD. <laughs> I got the DVD right DVR here. DVR is not that bad. I got the laser disc. <laughs> got the laser is disc. DVR it's still Blu-ray. in the streaming era? Is DVR basically that antiquated? Uh, pretty much. Really? Because I, I, everything is on demand. Everything is streamed. You stream everything. You can get it I have on all demand. That. I have yeah, all that. Yeah. But some actually, you know, this the streaming platforms don't have all the movies you like either. They do not. They no. don't. They don't have access to all of them. It you makes me own, very mad. You gotta have access to like five different streaming platforms to get yeah. all the movies. Have access to all the movies you want. So mm-hmm. I still own a huge like cabinet full of DVDs. Oh my like, goodness. A bunch. Of, my wife is, she's threatening me. Uh, once again, she wants to Rod Papers Babers. Yeah, she wants, yeah, yeah. yeah. And DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I own the Boomerang DVD, but I also like the movie so much, I have it <laughs> saved on my DVR. With, like, my, my wife hates this. She's trying to get something. Oh, wait, wait. she hates is it. This, with, like, is this... with like eight or ten movies that I just, even though I have access to them, <laughs> I just like having them saved. And Boomerang is one of those movies. Along with It's a Wonderful Life, which they never play, I just like having access to it. And it's like casinos on there. And Wait, good is this, fellas. Is this a? Is this like an HBO or Showtime or? or yeah, is it's like, like a cable. TV? Yeah, it's like cable played it and I recorded it. Okay, but I'm just making sure it's not like the TNT with edited <laughs> and commercial break. Just saving it. Still watching it. <laughs> just saving it. Yeah, I don't like those. No. Where they, the mother sucker. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. <laughs> I don't want those. No, but I got. Yeah, it's a sickness. I guess I probably should delete those. <laughs> Uh, well, and we're helping her out. We're trying to help her. I do, we're trying I have, to convince I have you. Texas football game saved on there. It's a problem. I don't know what's going on. Hey, but you you do film study, so you got to go I back do. and review. I do. That's, that's, she's not that's gonna how get you rid found of out about the uh, holding penalties. Yes, that's money. So yeah, she's not exactly. going to get rid of that. She wants me to get rid of the movies. Exactly. But I actually own the DVDs, too, but also <laughs> have it saved on the DVR as well. She's like, that is a bit ridiculous. And she's right. <laughs> and she is I correct. Am, that's borderline disorder stuff right there, and I will be the first to admit it. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's get to well, – we got some training camp news, notes, and nuggets. We'll get to those. Also, we're going to continue talking about this story – which may be a breaking story uh, as we speak, that Colorado, uh, the University of Colorado, currently in meetings right now uh, with officials, uh, decision makers uh, from uh, their university and Pac-12 officials trying to discuss something. We, they, haven't said, they haven't said what's being discussed. The theory, the, hype, the theory is that they're discussing leaving the Pac-12 and possible expansion of the Big 12, even more expansion of the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, the, the Pete Thamel report says Colorado is in discussions about a move to the Big 12 and the school has just completed a board meeting and scheduled another for tomorrow to discuss the move. The Big 12 is also holding a president's meeting tonight where there is expected to be an expansion update. All right. So if we get that expansion update from the Big 12. Then we know, no. 
All right. Yep. It's just, this thing is happening. It Be- is 100% happening. Because Brett Yarbrough yeah. has played things pretty close to the vest. He has. He, he talks about they're going to be aggressive, do what's best for the Big 12, that they're going to be active, they're going to be disruptors. So he's, he's, he, he's implying that, yes, they're going to actively raid the Pac-12. But I believe because of legal reasons, his lawyers probably tell him, man, don't just say that. Right. All right? So you can hint it, but don't say it out loud. So he hasn't really said it. If the Big 12 comes out and Brett Yarbrough, they confirm you know these reports, then that would mean this is definitely ha- – I think it's inevitable. I think we all agree, like, the, the Big 12 is going to expand at one point. We just didn't know what the timetable was going to be. Well, Ross Dellinger uh, said the Pac-12 held its own board meeting uh, Wednesday morning, this morning, where Commissioner George Klyovkov provided an update on the media rights negotiations. Um, yeah. yeah. Craig Wade, <laughs> Craig Wade just texted me. Says, he says, uh, DVR is not as antiquated as TiVo. Have memories of Mac Mac Brown saying in news conferences how he had TiVo the game. <laughs> I think TiVo was the thing. Wasn't TiVo a thing? Basically, when we had Nipplegate with Janet Jackson, was that TiVo? That's when everybody. Yeah, that was like, early TiVo. That's when they found out like all the, the analytics and like how many people were tuned in at the time and how many people yep. were, were upset about that and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> great point. TiVo. TiVo. I like that. Um, okay, and you can so, hear Craig saying it too. I can't. I can really <laughs> picture Craig. Tebow. Tebow. <laughs> uh, but getting back to the, uh, the the Big 12, what I what I will say is that, man, George Klyovkov, guys, <laughs> I don't know how he is so uninformed, misinformed, unaware. I'm not sure why he is. And maybe he's just playing, I don't say playing dumb, but playing ignorant. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, maybe he's, he's Bob Bowlesby. I, he's he's acting like Bob Bosby. He's acting like now. Bob I went and found a quote because I I remember this specifically in Bob Bosby in 2021. Remember 2021 Big mm-hmm. 12 Media Days. Bob Bosby. I got the actual quote. Yes. All right, from him when he was asked about realignment. This is what Bob. This is the quote from Bob Bosby, uh, Big 12 Media Days 2021. He said, "You have to remember." He said this in such an <laughs> arrogant way, too. He was like, he said it in a, he puffed his chest out. You know as how ma- he did it. You know matter- how he no, did. No, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I know, I remember how it went down mm-hmm. before he was before the, he uh, before he was asked about realignment. Um, he had nobody asked a question about it because everybody assumed year after year he had been pretty adamant and and bullish that they don't need to expand and they're not expanding. Yep. So he had, so I think the media was just beating over the head with it, and they were tired of to asking it. So he got one question at the end of his Big 12 Media Day availability, and the question at the end was about realignment and expansion. And he literally, go look up the quote. He says, I, I was waiting on one of you guys to ask me about that. He said, I, I, I would have won a betting pool if I didn't get a question about uh, expansion and Big 12 expansion and realignment. He was like joking and cocky yeah, about it. And yep. This was his quote, yep. right? and this is big. This is this is eleven days later after this quote, Texas and Oklahoma <laughs> report reportedly are leaving the Big Twelve. Eleven take eleven days after Bob Bosby made this quote, all right, in an arrogant fashion. He said, "Quote: You have to remember the last time around, the last round of conference realignments was all driven by cable households, and we find ourselves now in a rapidly shrinking cable environment. It is much less driven by capturing a particular cable market because if it's an in-market fee, you get a lot more money for it than if it's an out-of-market fee. So the more you can con- include those things, the more revenue you're going to derive from it. The motivation is essentially gone." 
for realignment. The cable universe has shrunk 20 million households already. It's going to continue to shrink as we migrate to digital consumption and streaming. He went on to say a lot of the motivation for realignment is no longer there. Is that to say it couldn't happen? No. It could possibly happen for other reasons, but it doesn't appear to be the motivation right now for a lot of teams at this point in time. Not to say it couldn't happen, but it's not one of the things that keeps me up at night. End quote. 11 days <laughs> later. Literally, so at, why are you saying this behind his back at the time? Texas Oklahoma are negotiating their way out yeah. of the Big 12, emancipating themselves from the Big 12. He is clueless, unaware. Totally ignorant that Greg Sankey and the and and that Texas and Oklahoma are behind his back plotting to leave the Big Twelve, and I, so I'll read you Kleofkoff's comments just so we can compare ignorance. All right, this is what Kleofkoff said at Pac-12 Media Days. Like I said, it might be his last too. He said, "Quote: We constantly update our board. I think they're enthusiastic, like I am, about the media deal. But I would tell you what I, we've seen is that the longer." We wait for the media deal, the better our options get. And I think our board realizes that there's an underlying shift in the media market that's happening. And we're long term taking advantage of that. But short term, it may have provided some hiccups. Oh, hiccups, you say? Oh, you say? Uh, He also went on to say, we're on track to announce our deals at about the same time everyone else would have anticipated and predicted before conference realignment. He said, we constantly update our board. He said, he also went on to say, uh, the truth is, our schools are committed to each other and to the Pac-12. We'll get our media rights deal done. We'll announce the deal. I think the realignment that's going on in college athletics will come to an end for this cycle. He sounds like Bosby. Yeah. He literally says, don't come to an end. like, what are you talking about? He's missing the point. (laughs) The things around you are going other other places. Everybody is looking for a spot to land to get money. And you're telling us it's not happening? Get your head out of the sand. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Well, and, and and he doesn't I think it feels like both of these things feel like something that they were told by the person they're negotiating with. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. They seem like things that the guy goes, Well, you know, if you just keep on waiting and you do this, and they go, yeah, because we already own the rights to the Big 12. Thank you. And if we get all your guys to go over there, then we've already paid them. The deal's already signed. It doesn't matter how many teams they add. We've already signed it. Wow. So we can get more if we screw you over. And they did to Bowlesby, too. And they go, no, 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 don't worry about it because we're already talking to Sankey. Yeah, you're right. And we know that he's pulling your guys. So you you be calm. No, dude. No, there's no reason anyone would leave. Bob, don't return the phone call. That's a great point. They both seem like things because they're saying stuff in there that's very much TV speak, which I get you're a commissioner. You work with that. But that's not your primary job. Yeah. So you're saying things that are like, there's no way you talk like this. Hopefully you don't believe the stuff you're saying. Oh, that's, and that, I think he believes it. right there. I think he believes you're, you're listening to the person yeah. who's trying to give you less money, and you're telling me the things that they're telling you to give you less money <laughs> to convince me it's okay that you're getting less money. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And trying to convince us that y- you not signing a media deal – all right, uh, basically not getting it done sooner rather than later is a good thing because you're going to get more money the longer you wait. And as Harsh has mentioned up, and Harsh has brought this up, and he mentioned that the money actually now is more scarce than it was at one point because now the broadcast networks like ESPN and these streaming networks as well, yes. they've already decided what sports contracts and what uh, conferences they want to sign to these major Who TV broadcast deals. 
and there's nobody left to pay you, Pac-12. Who's you, left to pay you? Well, not only that, think about it. Uh, Have you ever seen the Pac-12 network? It is a really— You got to yeah. search. You got to scour. Yeah. I have it. And I still don't get to see games live. Yeah. No, no. The Pac-12 network is one of those things when you've it's been gambling all day, and then you're like, well, I guess football's over. And they're like, nah, there's a 1230 game. <laughs> exactly. Like, really? Yeah, Pac-12 exactly. network. Pac-12 network. Pac-12 and you're, you're searching. <laughs> you're searching. I have it. I've gone through it. I, don't, I have not seen a game from the last 12 years. I don't watch a lot of Pac-12 football. It's I, not being played. I, I have to go out of my way to do it. Like this. Yes. You know when that college football Saturday when you're like, no, I'm just going to flip. I'm going to see what's see going what on. See what game I can I know find. going to be some good ones. Yeah. I, I rarely land on a Pac-12 game. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I'm just giving you the real. Yeah. Um, I love this, this uh, text. It's a great text. It's hurtful, but damn, it's funny. <laughs> Pac-12 just announced their media radio deal with 104.9. <laughs> It is hurtful. That's hurt. That's Ouch. well done. <laughs> but gosh Come dang on, it, hey. that is funny. <laughs> that's just... If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Come on now. <laughs> Come on, Texas. Well done there, sir. Well that done. That was outstanding. Well done. Yes. Um, okay, yeah, so Cleof Coffee. That's where is... you're not going to be able to find it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that the text of the day? That is, that is the text of the day. All right. Great job there, Texter. Um, okay, so yeah, we'll give you some updates whenever more details are released about what Colorado's doing. But make no mistake, guys, part of that, that I'll say part of the allure and part of what makes Colorado the program now more attractive than they were two years ago, Deion Sanders. Yep. 100 percent at Deion Sanders. They, they still would have been considered because they're an old Big 12 member. So they still would have been considered. Yep. But now they're way more attractive. They are. They are, they are at the front were. of the, they're at the front yeah. of the line. Because and what? Because what, it matches. They skip the line. It, it, it matches Brett Yarmark's yes. like his philosophy. What does he want to make, make the Big 12? Make it cool. Exactly. He wants to make the Big 12 cool. He said we want to be kind of the nexus of, of pop culture and sports. Yep. That's what the Big 12 wants to be. We are a hip hop conference, right? We're all about we have shows. We have. About entertainment, they're bringing. Yep. Uh, they got a. I think I don't know if they did have it for football, but at least for basketball last year, they had like a, a hip hop anthem yep. for the Big Twelve basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. And there is no coach in college football that embraces hip hop and honestly, maybe <laughs> pop culture more so than Dion. Yep, he is pop culture. He, is, Brett Yarmark. That's why Brett Yarmark wants that guy. He's like, no, I, we need Dion here. Whether he yep. fails or whether he succeeds, he's gonna be great for Agreed. the Big Twelve. Agreed. And he's gonna recruit like gangbusters, Dion. Back in with access to Big Twelve teams, with to Texas teams, what playing against Texas teams, been a recruit in the state of Texas in Dallas. Ooh, that's gonna I, be I think, scary. Yeah, I think your mark also understands you got to kill the Pac twelve. You do. I think he wants to deal the death blow and go look. Let's just get rid of them because it means more money for the rest of us if we can get rid of this and we can kind of all the all the conferences will assimilate those schools. But if we can just get rid of it and we can not make it a Power Four. Yep. And take out the other Power Five. That's a bigger split. That's a bigger piece of pie for all of us. Totally agree. And I think he knows that. And he's like, "Look, we'll take Colorado because we know that the TV deals right now, the TV deal you're going to sign right now, Colorado's big for that. Nope. It may not be in four or five years, but if I want to deal a death blow, I got to take them. And then I got to look at an Arizona, and I got to look at a couple of these schools. And if I take them now, it's going to be a big shot to them, and it's going to be real hard for them to last as a Power Five conference because then it's Stanford, Washington. Oregon, and some of those like those schools that you're like, they're good, but are you enough to keep you a Power 5 no. with just those schools? 
or do you have to start adding other people? The, in? Those school, Washington, Oregon, in my ten, in my opinion, will be probably Big Ten bound. Yeah, and Utah. Point. I mean, like, there's decent programs yeah. still there, but I think they're not. Washington, Oregon, that, those will be the most coveted schools in the Pac-12 once this realignment starts up again. Yeah. And I think the Big Ten would go after wholeheartedly go after Oregon because they want the Sugar Daddy yep. and Phil Knight and the Nike brand, and they would go after Washington just because. And, and I think that now that they got USC and, and UCLA, they'd like to get some over on that coach yeah, to would, exactly. let those guys play each other a little yeah. bit more and have the totally tra- agree. Travel. So travels not just yeah. you know painstaking all the time. But I think we're watching, you know, this is the beginning of the end of the Pac-12, and it's George Klyovkov. I mean, he's he's, you know, the captain of the Titanic, essentially. What's that guy's name? We don't remember that guy's name? Anybody remember the captain of the Titanic? Nope. Uh, we, should, you know we, should, we should get on that guy more. That guy should get yeah, more criticism. I, I feel like <laughs> he's I, the feel, I feel like his kids are really trying to keep that a low key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, we ain't canceled that guy yet. No, I'm no. Just kidding. He's, no. It, was, it was a harmless mistake. Yeah, that's what Sorry. they all say. <laughs> love love <laughs> mistake. My bad. Missed the big iceberg, and most of it was submerged underwater. How could you see that? Uh, it's not your fault. I did not do. Where's Jacques Cousteau when you need him? Right. <laughs> oh, his name's Edward Smith. That's why. Ed oh, that's right. That didn't stand out in history enough. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, so George Klyovkov, I think uh, right now, he is definitely the captain of a sinking ship in the Pac-12. And Patrick's right. If you're the Big 12, Brett Yarmark now, you do need to. And by the way, I think every other Power 5 conference commissioner would like for Brett Yarmark to, you know, to, to deal that death blow, as Patrick talked about. Because then any, I don't know, possible litigation that may happen because of the Big Ten poaching UCLA and USC and stuff like that, that would just go away. Because yep. then it would be just seen as a disintegrating conference, and everybody just picked yeah. up the, the pieces. All yep. right. Uh, so we'll get to some more of that, that news because uh, we expect some other details about uh, that report about realignment. But Colorado might be heading uh, to the Big 12 sooner rather than later. Oh, Big 12, we're coming back. To the Big 12. They're coming home. They're coming home. <laughs> yeah. Man, hell of a year for the for, for Colorado. It is. For Colorado sports, a lot man. Of, a lot of moves are being made, yeah. and we just got this uh, uh, text, not text, but a tweet from our man CB, greatest volunteer producer on earth. He just sent a thing from Dennis Dodd, said that uh, Big 12 presidents will meet uh, to discuss Colorado's possible move to the league. They've told CBS Sports multiple reports say that uh, Colorado's regents are meeting tomorrow on the subject. They would get a full share, $31.7 million from the Big 12. That's what, hey, straight cash, homie. Let's do it. Cream. Cash rules everything around me. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> so that's what ultimately this is all about. And yep. the Pac-12, they don't have enough of it. Mm-hmm. cough. No, but the longer they wait, <laughs> oh, the yeah, longer that's gonna, they the just keep waiting. Yeah. The longer hey, we man, wait. look, if you just let me not pay rent yeah. this month, I mean, next month, the, I'm going to fix the house up, I and mean, then I'll pay you more rent. It doesn't even make sense. Like, what are you waiting for? You waiting for the PIF? I mean, the, yeah. the public investment fund coming through this mug, and they go, they go buy the Pac-12 or something? Is that what you waiting on? By the way, if you're interested in a radio station PIF, yeah. uh, that's a really good one. 1049. You can play Pac-12 games on it. play whatever you want on there. You can play Pac-12 games on it. PGA, golf all day, day long. Just keep this crew together. We'd like that. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I do think that if you're looking at uh, right now for the Big 12, and them giving it that full share, that is their way of telling every other team out there, 
hey, you get full share, baby, as soon as you come in. Mm-hmm. You know, we ain't playing no games. Yep. You come in, first year, full share. We got you. So that, that's going to incentivize some other teams to go, dude, they're getting full share yep. right away. Let's yeah. go. Let's go get our full share right now. So maybe you get that Arizona or Arizona State or you get your – I mean, I don't you, know. I think right now they're looking at Arizona. Arizona State was, I think, reported. Yep. This is they're part months of the ago. conversation. Is that yeah. those other teams? Yep. What other teams are in? I mean, I would imagine you t- you talk to Utah because you got BYU. Utah, there you go. That's a good point. Yeah, so they can have a rival, natural so, rival. Yeah, so I, I imagine like some of those schools. Yeah, and then it's, I mean, it's if you want to go up there to try and get Oregon and Washington, Stanford, any of those. Stanford fits into your. Academic Stanford fits a little bit. Something, yeah. I, I would love to go get Oregon if you can get a sugar daddy like Phil Knight. Oregon, yeah. I, I think I think Oregon would would see the Big Twelve as beneath them a little bit, and so would Washington. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to see it beneath you when you're. I get it. When, I get it. When <laughs> I you're underwater, it. I, I trust me. I get it. But I think they know the Big Ten would easily welcome them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like the Big Ten is like, oh, of course we won't. Oh yeah, Oregon no, no, and Phil Knight. It makes Nike. more sense. It makes more yeah. sense that if if Big Twelve kind of takes the middle. And then the the coast goes to the Big Ten because the Big Ten already has that West Coast teams. And like, yeah. we just want to so come if you get that coast, it just makes more sense that way. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it seems like it's uh, it's a good in. point too on the text line because we know Brett Yarmark he is big into basketball only yeah. members, or at least he's not big into it. He 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 sees it as a possi- a possibility basketball only members in the Big Twelve. And someone says, watch out for uh, UConn. That's what I was talking about. And, yeah, maybe it's more than basketball yep. with a team like UConn. Maybe they can come yep. in as a full-fledged member. So I'm sure uh, uh, oh God, Jim Moore. Jim Moore Jr. Is the oh, head is he coach. up there? Yeah, he's I the didn't head coach. That. And he's already turned that program around. Yeah. He's already turned it around. Man, there you go. No, I think I think if you realize that, hey, man, let's model more after the ACC than the SEC or the Big Ten, which is a lot of basketball schools. It's a bigger conference. And say – Let's try and we know we can't compete Big Ten and SEC football wise. So if we kind of Leo ACC, where they had really good basketball, basketball programs for yeah. a long time, and, and they've had rivalries, football. and yep. then they also yeah. have a lot of schools in there, and they, you know, you have some basketball only, and you can have all of that mixed in, it, it makes it a little bit easier than trying to go, hey, we're, we're really punching football with SEC and the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I totally agree because you actually Big Twelve, you're on your way potentially to owning oh, yeah. market share of college basketball. No, you get you get Arizona in there, and you get, <laughs> yeah, you you create some really big rivals. You had just had Houston. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, I forgot about the latest members they already brought in there because yep. U of H is big. Yeah, Big Twelve is going to be a phenomenal college basketball conference. I already was really damn good. It's going to be even better. Uh, all right, so there you go, some realignment conversation. All right, so uh, we'll get into training camp news, notes, and nuggets. So we have to bump some stuff because of the realignment story. All right, gentlemen, there's a story out there. And this story is, it, it was potentially going to be one of the biggest stories in sports. But the NFL moved at a rapid <laughs> at a rapid pace to put the kibosh on what they see as a threat to their overall pay structure and their overall financial blueprint. I'm not making this up. It was reported by Sports Business Journal. It was a small little blurb. Nobody really brought it up or talked about it. Mm. Small little story. NFL wants it to stay small because they don't want people having this conversation. But we are going to have this conversation when we come back. It actually relates to Lionel Messi a little bit, too. Lionel Messi has got NFL billionaires scared, and I'll tell you the reason why. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful night in the horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. 
All right, welcome back to All Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, now, the uh, introduction and the uh, signing of Lionel Messi has the soccer world to buzz with Inter-Miami. Even last match versus Atlanta United scored two goals in like 22 minutes, something like that, and had an assist. Uh, so there's a lot of buzz about Lionel Messi, a lot of people talking about him, but also talking about his mega contract with Inter-Miami, which gives him uh, equi- grants him ec- equity stake. Uh, in Inter Miami, and there's revenue sharing with concessions and with their Apple TV deal. I mean, it is a it. It's going to end up being arguably the richest deal in all of that's American pro sports, no question. When it's all said and done, uh, but he gets a piece of all the damn everything. He gets a piece of jersey sales, jersey sales. He's a piece of their shoe deal, the Apple TV deal. He's getting a little slice of everything, and of course, a little slice of the team. And remember, there's also a clause in his contract once he's done playing for Inter Miami and retires that he can buy like ownership stake uh, in an MLS team too, just like uh, David Beckham did. So there is a precedent for it. So we know the NFL contracts for quarterbacks are becoming more and more ridiculously robust. <laughs> uh, we just saw Justin Herbert sign a new deal. What is he getting? Is it 52 and a half uh, per year? Yes. It's like 52 and a half Something per like year? That, yeah. Something like that? Ridiculous. It is getting ridiculous. And we know guys like Joe Burrow. But I'll who, take it. Who's, <laughs> I'll take it. It's honest work if you can find it. <laughs> um, that guys like Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, when he renegotiates his deal, but Joe Burrow is going to be up soon, and Joe Burrow's the second best quarterback in the NFL, so he's going to break the bank even more considering what the market uh, says a franchise quarterback is worth, especially one of his ilk. But I think most people are looking at when Patrick Mahomes is up again because there's a good chance he's going to add another Super Bowl or All-Pro or MVP to his resume before he even signs another deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. And by the way, the Chiefs, they probably need to try to sign him sooner rather than later or extend him, renegotiate him sooner rather than later. The NFL owners, man, these billionaires, these these rich, brilliant mofos, man, diabolical mofos, (laughs) they're already putting the kibosh on any potential negotiation that would give any player in the NFL, especially a quarterback, equity stake in the team. They voted last week to prohibit non-family employees (laughs) from taking equity in teams, citing six potential (laughs) problems with those arrangements they would prefer to avoid as the value of their assets soar. Owners approved the policy at the same meeting in which they also uh, blessed that $6 billion sale of the commanders to uh, Josh Harris and his partners, which set a global high watermark for teams. So basically in this new environment, they're deciding we're going to, we're going to stop this problem or we're going to head off this problem before it even starts. Cause we know some clever agent out there is looking at Lionel Messi's deal and going, well, you know what? My guy might be able to pull something like that off. It's probably David Mulligetta, the Johnny Cochran of NFL agents. Boom. <laughs> right? Who got Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed deal whilst in the midst of uh, a civil litigation with 21 allegations of sexual misconduct. But anyway, that guy is a damn good agent. But anyway, I digress. This is even more compelling. Um, the, the, the finance committee, you know, the chair of the finance committee is owner of the Chiefs, Clark Hunt. Uh-huh. He wrote to other owners that no such situations exist now in the NFL, but Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, but here is, quote, such arrangements may have been considered in the past 
and may exist in other sports leagues. He is the one, reportedly, that's actually spearheading this thing. So the owner of the Chiefs, who would probably be the only owner right now in jeopardy or in danger of having to give equity stake to a player of Patrick Mahomes' ilk, he's deciding, uh, hell no, that ain't happening. Well, see, I think he knows. Hell no, we won't go. I yeah. think he knows. <laughs> he, he saw the Tom Brady thing where yes, Tom was Brady's yeah, and then he goes, well, like Joe Burrow's coming out. So There's owners in this league that to get a guy to come there, would give up ownership because they don't have their cash poor. Mm-hmm. And they would say, well, we can't give you that, but we'll give you ownership. And the second that happens to anyone else, Patrick Mahomes gets ownership of the Chiefs. Because if Joe Burrow get, went to the Las Vegas Raiders yep. and Mark Davis they said, set a precedent, 5%, I don't care. Yeah, come one, on over. Even 1%, whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. What is it? Come, you're yeah. coming over here yeah. to the Vegas Raiders. We'll give you that. The Bengals can't match our offer. And we'll, we'll try and get you there. Game changer. And then Patrick Mahomes goes, he gets that? <laughs> oh, he gets that? Let's renegotiate. Right. And I think they know that where they go, hey, man, this we're not going to be the first ones to do it, but the second it gets done, we have to do it. Because we got the guy. We got the only guy that actually can demand it yeah. and deserves it. But we know these <laughs> other owners that we don't like may, may do it to get a guy to come there. Uh, and how about this guy's report from Pro Football Talk says, per multiple sources, the representatives of USC's quarterback Caleb Williams – had been making it known to prospective agents that Williams wants partial ownership of the team that selects him in 2024. Never lost. Likewise, a league source told Pro Football Talk that the Jets quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who just renegotiated his deal, by the way. Gave back $35 million. Took a little pay cut. He's trying to win. uh, Attempted to secure equity in his contract discussions with the Jets. So in addition to the the example Patrick just brought up about Tom Brady, who we all know wanted to be the Jackie Moon of the NFL and have ownership but also play quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Didn't work out for him. but he's And by the way, he's still waiting on, was it ownership stake of the Raiders to get approved? Yeah. Like minor minority ownership. And there's rumors that he's not done playing still, that he might decide to come back one day. I doubt <laughs> those he's rumors, Those rumors called Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, based on these reports, not only have we seen guys like Tom Brady the GOAT pursue this avenue, but there are guys coming out like Caleb Williams, Aaron Rodgers also pursued this avenue, and something tells me a Patrick Mahomes agent has to be thinking about it. I mean, you got the best player in your sport, and he's going to be the best player in that sport for the next, what, 10 years? And doesn't yes. Patrick Mahomes already own ownership stakes in other sports franchises? Yes, he does. So he's, it is something that he is in, interested in mm-hmm. in his portfolio. And uh, we know that he, Patrick Mahomes has said him and his agent are in constant talks with the Chiefs. Yes, he did. I mean, all of that makes sense. But, yeah, I, my assumption would be this is something that's been brought up and they're very worried somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, they just, they just want to stop it before it even gets started. Like, hey, man, let's pass this rule now that it yeah. cannot happen. And I guarantee, I want to know what the – I wonder what it was a unanimous. I guarantee it was unanimous vote. I want to know if there's any it team or any ownership that decided, no, 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 we actually – because, like Patrick said, there are other teams that decide, like the Raiders or the Browns, somebody like, no, no, actually, they maybe help us. Yeah. We actually can in- incentivize great players to come to us. We just got to give up half a percent – you know what I mean? Of yeah. ownership and have, yeah. you know, half, maybe, I don't know, you know, just on a one, you can go kind of 1% or you can go a quarter of 1%. You can go really, really small. But like you said, opening the door is Pandora's box. Yep. And they don't want that to happen at all. No, we, we, we already dealt with the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed and we had to squash that is the NFL. We had Never to squash, happened. we had to squash it, pretend that fully guaranteed deals are not happening. So now you don't want to add in 
Well, now, you know, if you're a real star player and you want to make a move, that's part of the bargaining. And yeah. then the players go, well, if you want me to stay, because I'm Patrick Mahomes, and, uh, well, I can stay or demand, demand a trade, and I want you to trade me to this team because they're going to give me an ownership stake. I cannot believe the NFL agents, they allow the NFL owners to dismiss, yep. disregard, and ignore the Deshaun Watson deal and act like a fully guaranteed deal for quarterbacks never They broke all the rules of the market. It has never they happened. They broke all the rules of the market were precedent gets set and you can you go in negotiating from that last precedent of the franchise quarterback. And the NFL, they all colluded. Yep. Whether they would have or not, they Told colluded you. and decided that, no, the Browns, they are a dumpster fire of a franchise. Uh, they don't count. And neither is that contract. We're ignoring it. And Kyler Murray signed a deal. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson signed a deal. Jalen Hurst signed a deal. And now, and by the way, J- Justin Herbert just signed a deal. And that deal now is so buried so deeply, you cannot go back to it for precedent. Right. As a player, you can't. Yeah. Maybe Patrick Mahomes can go to it. Maybe. He's the only quarterback that can reference the Deshaun Watson deal and actually use it as precedent in negotiation. Everybody else pretty much has to go off the last deal that was signed. Yeah, and, and also note, I'm not sure agents would have really wanted ownership stakes to be a part of deals either because there's no percentage of an ownership stake you're going to get in a deal. So if you negotiate it and they take less money, your percentage of the deal seems like it would be less. Yeah. So it's not something as an agent you're necessarily oh, looking out yeah, for yeah, yourself yeah. that you'd Good be point. like, oh, wait, so you're going to take $100 million less because you're getting something that's worth way more. Worth way more, yeah. yeah. So you're going to take $100 million. But that's $100 million that I get 15% of. So you're taking $15 million away for a thing that I don't get any piece of. Yeah. So there may be some of that where agents are like, look, we don't want to negotiate that either. Oh. It doesn't necessarily do any. Like, Patrick Mahomes is a different case because it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's kind of an outlier in all but, this. But, but you're saying we don't want that to be a part of Agents may be okay with this. Guys, uh, the texture brings it up. It's a great point. And we probably can end it on this one. In 1998, John Elway turned down 20% of the Denver Broncos. For $36 million. Yep. And based on the closing price, the closing sale of the most recent sale of the Denver Broncos, which was right, it's like $4.6 billion, he would have, (laughs) he would would have gotten, or at least his stake would have been worth, I should say. I don't know if he would have gotten this. I don't know if he would have sold it. But his stake would have been worth $930 million. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 (sighs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that one stings. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. A worse That's a deci- lot of money. Ooh. A worse decision than drafting Brock Osweiler because it was his kid's roommate. <laughs> he was terrible at drafting quarterbacks. He, he was. He was. But he brought in Peyton Manning. Worst. He did. He brought he in Peyton Manning. Draft him. He did. He realized, I can't draft him. I can bring him in. I need somebody that's already established to come in here. And then uh, he brought him in when he got when he had a busted neck. Wow. So it wasn't that great of a move. I forget all about that. That reminds me of that. What's that uh, the guy's name? I think it's Ronald Wayne. Mm. He is the uh, he was the third co-founder of Apple. Remember this guy? He's a, they had three founders, and one of the founders was Ronald Wayne, and he joined Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. They were 21 and like 25 at the time, and he basically sold his 10% stake in Apple like right after yep. they disbanded mm-hmm. as a group. And, yeah, I think he sold it. He said he had taken out a $15,000 loan and wanted to pay it back, which made sense. So at the time. He didn't want no debt. uh, Yeah. (laughs) He sold his shares back to Steve Jobs and Wozniak for $800. Uh, Today, his stake in Apple will be worth $95 billion. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> that, that hurts. See it through, guys. I, I know how See I get, it through. How do you get over that one? You don't. You don't get over that you one. You don't. He's Unless like, you think, created something else, but, but you ain't getting 95 back. Like, why didn't you keep like 5% of it or 2%? Right. <laughs> just guess, keep a little. Just get happens. enough oh, to pay the bill. Oh. Just get, get enough of it back to pay mm. the bill. He said they spent 12 days negotiating with Wozniak and Jobs. And Wayne had his name taken off the contract and mm. sold his shares back to the co-founders for eight hundred dollars. Oh, he didn't even have enough to pay the bill. He didn't the have bill. to pay off the loan. He still going to get another job. He was like, bro, just stay in debt. And then yeah. you, you got generational wealth coming later on. And write it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I forgot about John Elway being offered that stake. Yeah, John, that was that was a dang coaching mistake. Yeah. On Got to take that that ownership uh, equity. That's always a better idea. That's what Lionel Messi is doing in the NFL. They are scared. Ishless. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they really for sure. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into a little off the record on the other side. Uh, Travis Kelsey is, <laughs> is my hero. I'm, he is. I, I love me some Travis Kelsey, but after this, I think y'all going to love him even more. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire, he takes jams from a certain soundtrack that inspired him. And based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of Midweek Movie Music. And it's Boomerang is the movie that we are featuring today, which is uh, kind of the, uh, I believe it's Eddie Murphy's only attempt at a true rom-com. And he knocks it out of the park in Boomerang. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. Uh, and this, Tony Braxton at her peak, right? He's yep. the peak of Tony Braxton. Love should have brought your home last night. Yeah, buddy. Such, You know what? Women dropped this a lot back then. I, I had a couple of women hit me with this back then when this song was out. Love should have brought your you home last night. You want to try to come night. home? Well, I came you home late. Streets. So I came home late. And I'm like, I was hanging out with my boys, kicking it at the club, or we was at the gentleman's club, hanging out, whatever in streets them streets. Watching. And she'd be like, "Well, you should you should have wanted to be home with me. Yeah, I'm yeah, more yeah. fun than your friends." I'm like, "No, you're not." But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. More. Women hate that you have more having fun without them. That's the big thing. Women, your woman, they want to have fun too. They, they, no, they want you to be the reason they have fun. There it is. They they, 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 no, no, it is. She wants you to have fun. She wants to be the reason that you are smiling and having fun. And when she is not. And you're like having a ball with somebody else. I don't know. It's a little jealousy. It's that, weird. Is, that, that is a good point. It's almost like why, why, why my wife won't let me watch shows that we watch. Oh, I can't watch them alone on my own. You got to make sure you got the time. And together. I'm because yeah. I like because I want to enjoy one of my favorite television programs. She doesn't like me to get joy without her. She wants <laughs> she wants to be the source of all my joy. And I'm like I want joy independent of you. Yeah. All right, it's okay. Sometimes you got to keep it moving. Got to keep it moving, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, someone says Vamp- Vampire in Brooklyn also a rom com. Vampire in Brooklyn you can you can say it's a rom com, but it's also more sci fi than rom com. And he also just like. Um, nutty professor, mm. he dresses up as different characters. Uh, to me, I don't know. That's less. That's less rom com and more just straight up comedy yeah. in like in different genres. He he actually goes out of his way to make Boomerang a rom com. The rest of his comedies they kind of fall and they kind of stumble into being a rom com. They yeah. don't intentionally try to do that. Boomerang he intentionally is rom com guy. Like that's his, he doesn't play any character. He's not dressed up in a fat suit. No makeup <laughs> on. Eddie Murphy, rom-com. That's the whole plot of it. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to, speaking of rom-coms, Travis Kelsey. 
Uh-huh. He was trying to create a rom-com with Taylor Swift. Uh, he talked about this on like the uh, podcast, He's, uh, the, the uh, multicast he has with his brother, uh, Jason. Uh, here's Travis Kelsey talking about how he was one he went to shoot his shot with Taylor Swift. Speaking of Taylor Swift, I know you went to the Taylor Swift concert. How was it? Yeah, well, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets I made for her. You made her a bracelet? Yeah. If you're up on uh, Taylor Swift concerts, there are friendship bracelets and I received a bunch of them being there, but I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. Not right now. Your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. (laughs) She doesn't meet anybody, or at least she didn't want to meet me, so I took it personal. She probably just hasn't gotten over the Super Bowl yet. She's a big Eagles fan. Maybe she just made something up and just didn't want to talk to you. All right. I love those guys, man. They are really funny. They are hilarious. Okay, so uh, do we agree with Travis Kelsey trying to shoot his shot with Taylor Swift? I think it's a smart move. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to be the... And he's right. 44 songs is absolutely right. She does sing that many. I got family members that went to it. They said she performed the entire time, except for when she was changing clothes to come back out. They said she sings that many songs. She's very talented. I mean, I was like, man, I don't even... I I, I know zero Taylor Swift songs. I actually have zero Taylor Swift in my phone, and I think that... No, 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 no. No. No, no, it's amazing. I think I need to (laughs) remedy that. I think I need to have some Taylor Swift in my phone. So if you Swifties out there, give me... For a grown black man, (laughs) give me a Taylor Swift song that that jams and bangs that I can... Don't give me the teeny bopper stuff. All right, give me something that's got some substance to it that Rod B can feel, because I know she's talented. I just want to, you know... I want to. I want to have the right jam. Yep. To I got put you. in my phone for Taylor Swift. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need it. You, you don't need any. No. I want some. Hey. I want some Taylor Swift in my phone. She's not in mine either. <laughs> what? Look, no, like, Eddie, <laughs> if, if she. If there's one that comes out and so, and it gets finds its way to me and I hear it, and then I'm like, oh, that's great. I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that. No, I'm okay with it. But she is a phenomenon. I mean, in terms of she being, is definitely a like, phenomenon. In terms, right now in music. If you talk about just, I don't know, pop music, I guess, she, there's not a bigger pop star in the world right now, is there? No, I can't imagine this. I can't imagine this, right, yeah. yeah. Which like, makes her like top 10 biggest stars in music right now. But that was like, I didn't think I'd like Period. Bruno Mars, and then you were like, oh no, there's several tracks of his that I'd like. Oh, I love Bruno. Uh, I, love Bru- hey, I do got Bruno in my heart. No, but I got that was love, thing, I got but he was Bruno. a pop star yeah. that you were like, I was like, oh, I wouldn't expect that. Taylor Swift's been around long enough that people have played enough stuff, and I've heard enough of her songs, and not one of them I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play that again. Like, I've never searched it to play it again. Okay. So I got, oh, how about this? The crack Apple of Austin says, I'm a Swifty in game, and I did something bad. Okay. There you in go. In game, I did something bad. I'm writing write them down. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want some Taylor Swift in my phone. I'm not afraid to. I'm, Just, I'm masculine those, enough. I even can those this. titles make me think that they're letters from 14-year-old girls in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those I already hear in my head. Texas says, Rod, Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah. I actually know Bad Blood. I think I, I, I think I do. I can sing Bad Blood right now. I probably can sing the chorus of Bad Blood because I think we, it's just Bad Blood. It's yeah. not, yeah. It's still not, not one that's going to hit my rotation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then again, I also listen to like a lot of music from the 60s and 70s. There's a lot of reasons why she's not going to be okay. on your Okay. Oh. Yeah, I know, but at least he, he recognizes her talent. He's just saying it's not for him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like Mila Kunis. I know she's hot. She's just not my kind of hot. Yeah. I don't like the little teenage boy body stuff. All right, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into some uh, some new snows and nuggets from the NFL, restructured contracts, also college football discussion right here on Baldo Live, Wonderful Down the Horn.